This episode of ArcaSpeak is brought to you by Arcat. What's the one thing we all do in our practice? Search the internet for content, right? Well, we wanted to let you know about Arcat.com. Arcat is an online resource devoted to bringing content to the building professional. They have huge libraries you can access, and they don't hit you up for subscriptions. There are no fees, and they won't make you register to download content. We've all been there. You finally find the right file, and you get blocked with a registration pop-up, and you think, Thanks for wasting my time. I'll find it somewhere else. RCAT's BIM library is really second to none and available in just about any format you need. In fact, their entire BIM library is formatted to the last five versions of Revit. Their CAD detail library has thousands of CAD details, and if you need specs, the RCAT library is the most consistent library you'll find. Every single spec is written in the CSI three-part format. There's so much more on their site, including catalogs, videos, and a spec wizard. Go to rcat.com or download their app to check it out. It's a great free resource, and you don't have to register to use. Check it out today at rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com, and don't forget to provide feedback on their site. There's a button on the right-hand side of every page. Have a suggestion to make RCAT better? Click the feedback button and let them know, and tell them that ArcaSpeak sent you. Thanks, Arcat, for sponsoring this episode of Arcaspeak. I mean, that that's that's kind of like another good kind of metaphorical example is that here here's a bunch of creative people who are like drawing all of their inspiration. Almost everything that they talk about is something that they see, something they experience. You know, so it's it's pure inspiration, kind of assembled and repackaged and put back out. Yeah for for everybody else's enjoyment and it's just you know and it's um i mean it's it's the same thing that we were talking about neil that you were talking about about you know you're drawing all of this inspiration it's just the it's the the design effort is the repackaging yeah and and, and uh you know i mean just people don't people don't seem to you know you you said it best evan it's like people aren't getting it people are people are trying to look for the shortcuts people are trying to just say here it is. This is, this is me. But you're like, wait, that's not you because I just saw Evan post that exact same building just in California. <laughs> um, and you're trying to pass it off in Maryland or whatever. Right. You know. I think it's easy to hide behind that stuff too, because there is so much out there. I mean, what are the chances it someone is. else is going to see that and call you out on it? I mean, it's uh it's definitely an easy thing to hide behind. Yeah, or or it's just like, well, you know, I mean, all I really did was I just drew inspiration. You know, you can clearly see that my building is a different shape than Evans' building, so it's okay. I just drew inspiration. Like, but there's it, and I guess it is such a fine line. It really is such a fine sure. line between inspiration and copying. Yep. And everybody, you know, the old adage of, well, you know, copying is the most flattering form of inspiration, or whatever. <laughs> you know, yes. Whatever the Something adage like that. is that I'm trying to like stumble out of my face. But it really is just uh, it, it's it's somewhat frustrating to kind of I guess the frustration lies in the thinking that people are better than just regurgitating stuff yeah, or right. professionals should be better than just finding the easy way out. Yep. I think that's the, the difference actually between art and mastery, I guess, is one way to say it. You know, there's you can you can just copy-paste, or you can actually do the work. Welcome to ArcaSpeak, a fortnightly podcast about all things architecture. My name is Evan Troxel, and I'm one of your hosts along with Neil Pan and Cormac Phelan. Have you ever wondered what it's like to work in the profession of architecture? Have you ever worked with an architect? Have you ever wanted to be an architect? Maybe you're in school and don't know what you're getting yourself into, or perhaps you know exactly what it's like because you've been working in the profession for a long time, and you know that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Or maybe, just maybe, you're planning on changing the world. Join us as we have a casual conversation about our passion, architecture. It's time for some Arcaspeak. Welcome to episode 116 of the Arcaspeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxel. And I'm Cormac Phelan. So today we wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind for a little while. And it's, bear with me guys here, so I try to 
figure out how to best explain this, but it's kind of a something that's been annoying me about um, designing by, I was calling it designing by Google, where it's not necessarily where you go to Google and you start drawing inspiration about some projects that you're working on and stuff like that, but you're literally going to Google and saying, ooh, I like that. Let me see if I can fit it to what I'm working on. Or, ooh, I like that. Let me see what I can do to fit it to what I'm working on. And Window shopping. Yeah, and, and it seems like it's, you know, we're, 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 we're taking the, 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 the work out of designing and fitting something to a space, to a place, by just looking at, let's make the prettiest picture possible because that's what the client's expecting. So I really like that, and I'm going to give them that, but just on their site, kind of wrapped around the shape that I've created in my massing model. And it just really starts to distill, pull away, or not distill, but it, it starts to like drain the building of any kind of like sense of place. Um, can it, do, do you understand where I'm yep, going with this? Totally. Yeah, I see... I see doing that. I think what I see in that is that we're looking, maybe we're thinking we're looking for inspiration, but we're, we're, we're basically trying to, I wouldn't say necessarily copy, but, but I think that maybe one of the reasons this might be happening, Cormac, is that of the pressure of deadlines and timing on projects or just, rapidly increasing so much and they have been i mean they always have been right that there you don't have the time or maybe even the budget to design something new right we're always referring back to okay well how did we detail this before how did we do this before because you know it's it's safe it's been done before so i don't know maybe that's a part of it i I, i'm just guessing it, it it can be and you know and it goes back to like you know when we were talking about sameness and um uh you know i guess it's just kind of a a, a further kind of irking uh, it's still bothering you yeah it's still bothering me because i and and i will say that i kind of walked upon it in our office not too long ago where people were working on a project and they really were you know i don't mind so much inspiration. We all do it. We all look for inspiration. We look for it in our travels. We look for it in magazines and things like that. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I, I'm really talking about the, just the outright copying meal. I mean, it really, that's, that's the thing that, and you, and you may have touched on something. It's like, well, you know, I mean, we've got this unrealistic deadline. We're really trying to push something out that we can talk to the client about. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just this is the primer for us to have a conversation with the client and I'm going to give him a picture of something that maybe he's seen or we've seen kind of thing. Exactly what he, you know, exactly the magazine clipping that he showed me and let's go with it and let's talk. And the, but the problem is, is that that doesn't really show our prowess as designers and architects. And it shows our prowess of, well, we can, cut and paste and i don't think that's what we are there's definitely a, all of that going on and and it's this has been happening forever i mean as long as it, it other projects have been around to refer to <laughs> we've been referring True. to them and back when i was interning i saw it and it was happening with magazines and now with the proliferation of beautiful photography of lots of projects that are posted daily online it's it's and, and people have these phones in their pockets and you can pull up pinterest or you can go on your computer and and pull up arc daily or whatever and just start scrolling through the kind of disposable media that we've turned sharing of imagery into you just keep scrolling until you see something that piques your interest and and uh i think i think neil's right like you you don't have time to and i i'm totally generalizing here so uh, but but yeah, you are kind of that's what we're throwing here to stuff, do. throwing stuff into your clipboard, and then you're going to pull it back out later, and 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 most likely modify it, and uh, well, 
make make parts of it your own. But I think that as far as big ideas go, I, I totally see what you're talking about, Cormac. And I think that the loss of people designing with a story in mind or a big idea in mind or or anything more than extru- extruding a plan vertically is um, happening less and less. Yeah, and that's, that's really where I was going because – I, I started getting this mental image in my mind of you know, buildings as a collage. Well, of course they are. And we have this tool of ideas and visions that we've seen in other projects, in whether it be ours or somebody else's, that you know, we keep this mental Rolodex of things that we like, and we always draw on those. We always pull on that. And, and that's that's not really the the issue there. I mean, because that's what design is, is is taking the best of what you see out there and trying to make it better. But <laughs> when you take what you see out there and you just blatantly copy it, yeah. um, that that's that's really the kind of the the crux of of the of the issue here. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hear you for sure, and we see it all the time. And I guess the I guess the thing about it was is when I saw it, I had a little bit of a PTSD from previous firm that I worked for where this uh this designer I knew was getting all sorts of accolades and things like that about wow you know that's some really inventive uh thinking and stuff like that and all I could think of is yeah it was really inventive when the guy in the magazine did it first <laughs> and all he did was the exact same thing literally the exact same thing and uh, he's getting a pat on the back and a raise and things like that for his his ability to design as as a you know cutting edge designer when there was nothing cutting edge about it it was yeah, but a we all know ripoff we all know that design is not how it looks right does that is a component of design and and so if you're being if you're hearing comments like it looks inventive or that that really looks great I, that that is super shallow to me i mean <laughs> this is architecture you know, and and it has to work, and that's really the difference I think between what we do and and just having a surface, an image of a building, right? There's there's a big difference between living in a building and seeing a building, and so I think that's one of the big things we learn when we're in school. And you can't design a building from a perspective or from an elevation, right? It's all these things that work together. And so you do have a plan and you do have an elevation and you do have a section and all these things have to come together. And they don't always, they, they sometimes are telling us a lie, right? They're not all figured out and you can't just design a form and then cram all the program inside. We all know that that rarely works. Uh, And then the other, the other way, which I mentioned earlier, isn't true either. You can't simply extrude a floor plan, although many people do. Uh, and and call it architecture, right? You still have to weave all this stuff together. And so if, if you hear a comment about inventive thinking and, and, and just look, just by looking at a building, like you, I seriously can't trust that. Not at all. So you're saying that designing in SketchUp is a fallacy? <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a whole other topic, but... Uh, it does fit, <laughs> but I, I think that... Uh, but I mean... Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, I don't... I. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you're, you're, you're designing based on the images it's producing rather than how it actually works. Well, yeah. And, and when there is other points of view that come into that story, I mean, things change all the time. It's a constantly evolving, moving target this thing that we call a building or architecture, whatever we're working on, whether it's a campus or a building or a, a, a maintenance shack, it doesn't matter what it is. It's constantly evolving because you do something over here and it trickles through the rest of the project and, and, and modifies it. Uh, so you had to go to the maintenance shack, did you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Red tile roof. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, it's, it's the thing that I'm, I guess I'm getting at when you say design by SketchUp, is that a lot of times our buildings are a product of the tool that we use. Right. Which is also well, uh, something that I hate seeing when, just like you hate seeing, the you see an image on someone's computer screen that they've Googled, and then you see it in an image that they produce. I mean, it, it's copy-paste. 
um, right, in that right. way. But but when you're designing, I think a lot of times, because there are certain tools that are so prolific within the industry that we see lots of things that those tools do really well. Well, let, let me take it a, a step further, both on the, the, the Google, you know, design by Google and, and maybe it leads into, you know, design by SketchUp, but but really with the design Which by Google. Which at one time was that, both, both the same company. Well, That's yeah, true. That's true. I remember probably one of my favorite professors in school who really kind of taught us how to design both the interior and exterior as one seamless, like, gesture. So, and... The thing that I've been looking at in in just not at, you know the project that I saw happening in our our in our office, but it really kind of I've seen this happen over and over and over again, is that when you're cutting and pasting onto the facade of in this um, massing model or whatever that you've done, and then you try to retrofit a plan into you know this expectation that your clients have. Well, you know, what that does is that kind of really distill, you know, it, it really destroys what the um, the essence of a, a good plan is going to be. Because all you're trying to do is jam something in to make it fit the pretty box. Well, that's how you get oddly shaped rooms that are triangles. and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, let's put a 45 here. Yeah. Uh, that don't work but, for, for systems furniture. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, I mean, something simple as, you know, hey, this... Uh, this egress path, you know, here that you try to, you know, that is necessary by code that you try to jam in here, but because you didn't have the space because you don't want to give up this idea of whatever it is that you cut and pasted on there, it now becomes this really, you know, it, it becomes this uh, unworkable solution. Mm hmm. And then you just kind of keep pushing it. And then other things start to be affected by, you know, it's just like, well, yeah, these stairs go here. Now this room, you're right. You know, now this room is triangular because that's all the room that we have left. And good luck in trying to lay out the furniture on there because you don't have one square wall in there for you to put a desk against. Yeah. Well, then the opposite is true, too. There's, lo there's lots of times when we design to function as a priority over presentation, right, because budgets are limited and it's much more important that the building works correctly rather than aesthetically looks amazing. And so if you are limited in budget with material types or, you know, designed by maintenance, right? The, everything has to be CMU. Oh my God. Right. That's, that's, that's a different story. Then you make it yeah. work, then you make it work and you make it work really well in function so that the people who have to live in that environment can get their work done and enjoy working there or living there or whatever. So with those, I always looked at the opportunities to, cause I know, I mean, you, you know, this is what I do K through 12. It is the bulletproof building, right? It's tried to make it in a, then quite literally, punk, but quite literally, but you, you're, you're making CMU exposed CMU walls. Yeah. That's the interior finish of your classrooms. And is it pretty? Hell no. Is it functional? Is it a conducive sure. learning environment for the future <laughs> of our country? Exactly. But then what you try to do is you try to, you know, as you know, you, you try to basically find those moments where you can take the very banal kind of um, CMU block and try to do something fun with it or try to do something that is inventive enough where that people can feed off of its creativity and stuff because it's got to meet that that zero zero overage budget got to be um maintenance free as you're saying i mean oh my god when you said designed by maintenance it just made me kind of want to crawl up in a ball and cry <laughs> exactly i like to imagine the uh, the beautiful buildings we see reported on on art daily and such you know, like apple's new campus or the google campus that Bjark Ingalls and Mark Newsom were not Mark Newsom, Thomas Heatherwick were designing, and and I like to think of them made out of CMU. And oh yeah, <laughs> think like okay, yeah. that should be a website. That should be a website where somebody swaps out these beautiful materials with CMU and uh, like vertical metal panel or something. Standing seat metal roof. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like a, that's my version of McMansions from Hell. 
don't see any um, roof-to-roof uh, crossover ladders on those. Yeah. <laughs> those have been Photoshopped out. We talked about that on one of our previous uh, episodes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, guys, so when, I, I want to throw in one thing here, at least something how, at least in recent times, uh, the types of projects I've been working on, which is a little different from what you guys are doing, and mostly I've been doing affordable rehabs, so taking existing multifamily buildings that are at least the, the the several that I've been doing so far have been all 40 to 60 years old and we're just rehabbing them and but we are refreshing on on one or two of them the elevations and so we're stripping down everything on the outside and in some cases even on the inside chipboard and everything and stripping them down to the stud and and kind of re rebuilding them back up and remodeling them and so using Google has actually been quite helpful for us and also SketchUp as a design tool because we were looking for some inspiration on what we could do with an existing building. And a lot of these are like rectangular boxes. I mean, literally just boxes, right? And so we're trying to, one of these buildings I'm working on right now is very long. It's probably, I don't even know how long it is. Um, don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but you know, hundreds of feet long and just flat and straight. And so we we did actually use Google to first look at some of the existing, because this is a new client for me. So I'm, I, I'm not as familiar, uh, not familiar with the type of remodels or newer, because they also develop new affordable uh, buildings as well for people. Uh, and so, you know, we, we used Google when we started to kind of look at what they've done. And so... The tools available to us were fantastic because it allowed us, okay, we know these are their projects. So we went to like Google Maps and did street views and looked at some of the, what have they done that we, so I could, we could educate, me and my team could educate ourselves on what are they like? What do they don't like? What have they done before? What are they comfortable doing? Knowing the types of materials they like to use on their rehabs, things that can be affordable. They're not going to do really expensive things, but they will spend a little money depending on the project at the entries in certain areas, community rooms and stuff, stuff like that. So we used Google to, to really educate ourselves. So it was a fantastic tool for us to use. And then we did use SketchUp because we were able to model the existing buildings and then design over the top of those. And we were able to, because we have these long straight buildings, use some push and pull uh, and the tools available in SketchUp to really kind of design. And I mean, we literally designed with SketchUp. I wouldn't say buy SketchUp, but we used the tools available to us to, in a way that I think was completely different than old school. We're going to, you know, let's look at this on an elevation. Here's our existing ele- flat elevation, you know, with the existing windows and uh, and things. And then I think we were able to much more do something I think that was better than if we were just looking at it flat because we could understand, okay, well, if we, if we build this out a little bit here and create some things and it it allowed us to do things that I think you couldn't do as easily or understand as well when you were just looking at a flat elevation, if you were just designing something over the top. So it also allowed it to be a much more collaborative or can't speak uh, collaborative design experience really, because my coworker and I were working together on it and she was kind of driving the sketch up and we were working back and forth like, Hey, let's try this or let's try that. And so instead of one person sitting there just sketching over an elevation and then handing it off to somebody to say, okay, here, either a model this or cat it up. Right. So we can see it in, a, in the cat or something. So I'm, I'm approaching it maybe a little differently than you guys are or, or that the way you're, I under, I totally no. get what you're saying, Cormac, because we do, you do see that people just kind of blatantly copying stuff. But for us, or at least me currently, the tools or designing with Google services have been really helpful, and I think enhance the types of work that I'm doing right now. Yeah, but but what you're doing though is you're actually using the tools the way they're intended. Uh, okay, you're looking for inspir- you're looking for inspiration. And you're using the SketchUp as a visualization of that interpretation. And it's not a, hey, look, here's a 
200 linear foot long flat building that they push and pulled the face of it. Let me pull that um, exact image out and put it over the top of my yeah, okay. 200 linear foot <laughs> building and say, hmm, here it is. I'm done. Yeah. What do you guys yeah. think? Is this good? No, because – and that's what I'm referring okay. to is, is seriously the the cut and paste design kind of aspect of, of Google. Yeah. Not the let me look and, for and inspiration. Google is just an example. Right? It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean it's just I – mean, you, Evan, you named off you know, a bunch of them, Pinterest and all these other ones, you know, magazines, books. Just walking around explain shooting what, your own photos. Should we explain what those are? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you're talking about an ideology. I mean, it's a much bigger thing than just one project here or there. You're talking about are people doing the work as designers yes. to, to design a building or are they taking shortcuts because yes. of X, Y, and Z? That's exactly. And I'm sure it's a little bit of both, but I think what you're really seeing is a a withdrawal from the really doing the work. Because, I mean, what is what is one of the things that we talk about, we've talked about um, on the podcast, we talk about in the profession, it's getting out there and experiencing architecture. So getting out there and experiencing the architecture, whether it's through Google, whether it's through Pinterest, whether it's through, you know, walking around, taking your own pictures or whatever, that's that's not the, the point of, of the conversation. Because that's inspiration, that's drawing from your uh, surroundings, that's looking at what other people are doing, both good and bad, and figuring out what to do and what not to Just do. Having an awareness, yeah. That's yeah, that's totally the awareness. But I, I, I think, I think Evan, you actually just touched on um, the exact point that I'm getting at here: is are people willing to or looking for the shortcuts of doing the work mm-hmm. in you know, we started talking about the excuses about why we maybe should or shouldn't do that or, or, you know, kind of the, some of the prompts of why we would do something like that. But I don't think that necessarily makes it any better or, or worse or anything. You know, sure. We have constraints on a project. Sure. We have some, some things, but I mean, hell just don't copy and paste. Don't just blatantly rip something off. I mean, We've heard stories about like the the one story um, coming out of uh, I think it was early on of the the Freedom Tower where you had this one kid who was doing his thesis and did this uh, design of a tower and I believe it might have even been the replacement for the Twin Tower I'm not sure exactly what his thesis was but sure enough um, when they presented when a designer that was on the design team for the um, Freedom Tower, was sitting on this kid's jury. Sure enough, later on, the design of the Freedom Tower sure in the hell looked a lot like, or almost exactly like, the kid's jury. So, I mean, that was a, it's a very high-profile case of not wanting to put in the work. I don't think that was a draw of inspiration. That was a draw of ripoff. And and it just I guess that's in your in have you in in the bigger picture have you seen that article I think I posted it on on Twitter but it was like all of the copycat buildings in China oh yeah like yeah, there's the yeah, mini uh, I forget what it's called now I mean there there's like the, the there's a Zaha Hadid example there's a mini Pompidou Center there's a yeah was isn't there like a town it's so isn't funny. there like a town that has like it's this like miniature collection golf. of yeah, it's it's like a collection of of western um buildings that they just kind of like yeah, exactly. It's a putt putt golf. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I mean that that's that but I guess that even harkens back to the the conversation that. that we were having about um sameness is like what the laziness of the designers are doing is creating basically the same thing everywhere. It's it's kit of parts even right. It's another shortcut. It's a it's a I've got this thing that I've done before. Neil said it earlier, and we're going to do it again because we know it works. And yeah. and I I honestly think that this is a this mentality comes solely out of I will take the first idea, and that is the idea, because a that's all I'm good at. B that's all I have time for. See, enter your own excuse. 
but I see it all <laughs> time and time again. It's 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 a reuse of the same thing because we've done it before. We know it works, and I'm out of new ideas. Sounds harsh. Ooh, see that? Uh, that sounds harsh, but that—that's a—that that almost can lead into a completely different topic and subject of of Stark attacks. I, I'm curious, guys. Do you think this is a new phenomenon because of something like Google, or no. has this been happening no. for decades or years? No, I, I don't think this is millennial, <laughs> millennia, not millennial, millennia. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's new at all. I that's what I was saying. I, I've seen it when I when I was interning I, I saw it but it was arc Re- arc record instead of arc daily or or neil think about when you were practicing and you know everything was like chiseled out of stone i mean <laughs> what do you mean when i was practicing <laughs> when you started practicing. oh okay i was like wow did i retire recently that i'm not aware he made of? all the money and then he retired yeah uh, exactly there you go makes the money <laughs> <laughs> I just I just put the link to that article into our our show notes. Uh, so it's it's called the the kookiest Chinese copies from Pompadont to Rongchamp. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's awesome. I, I found another oh, one too. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll I'll include as well. There there was a sense of inventiveness, even with, I guess the the copies or the homages and things like that. And again, that's a nice way. There to say is it. nothing. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with drawing inspiration and th- this collage kind of like aspect of of design work but again it's you're you're at least i think when you're drawing inspiration at least in my mind maybe this is my rationalization of this but i i think you're at least putting in the effort of like okay i've got all of these things that have just been inundating my senses and I really like this. I really like that. I oh, this is just fantastic here. But and I think this would really work for this project, but now it's my job as the designer of this project to to take all of those influences and distill it to what this project would need. Mm-hmm. If this project needs a a Ron Champ type thing, well, Clearly, I'm not going to just repeat Ronchamp because this is now a different building in a different location and it's got different context. Now I need to make a Ronchamp-esque fit this particular space and program and, and, and area. That's that's just drawing inspiration from Ronchamp. That's not ripping Ronchamp off. No, there's so many levels of that too. I mean, it goes way beyond the surface of the, what the facade looks like. It's It's... It's grids, right? It's layouts. It's right. It's spa- size and ratios of spaces. It's so many things that that can be taken from. And and, and I mean, architecture is is much bigger than a, a project. It's we've done things. We have gotten to this point by constantly evolving how buildings work and look and so it would be foolish to say that you you can ignore all of that right and have a singular idea that is completely new there's just no way to do it so it shouldn't the conversation should not just be about the image at that point but that is an easy one to pick on yeah and 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 i'm hoping that anybody who's listening to this doesn't think that you know i'm just moaning about Bad design, good design, whatever. No, because processes well, well, and things like that. Because it's not it. Because we see copies of ideas and plans too, right? And we see copies oh, of ideas yeah. in all kinds of aspects of what we do. So yeah, yeah, and, and it's not the copying per se of as Neil. You were talking about, you know, you you were looking at all of these different things in Google for inspiration, but you used the key word for inspiration, and that was that's. That's when copying is okay. That's when I'm really, uh, God, I just sound like a hypocrite. <laughs> I was hypocritical <laughs> to myself, my own statements here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you get where I'm going here, right? I, I think yep. so. Yeah. I think, well, and I think Evan mentioned it earlier. It back, okay, so if, if I'll throw myself under the old old man bus here. The When I first started practicing or back a few years back, the, the idea of, um, I think Evan, you mentioned it. Record, or I mean, everybody would always have yeah. their stacks and stacks of their of their magazines, and they would have everything Absolutely. tabbed and dog eared and such uh, of things that they liked. And and I don't know. In my case, 
we would always keep the record houses uh, issues because oh, yeah. we were doing, I've done mostly residential work in my career. So you know, to us, that was what we really paid attention to is the record the gold houses, standard, right? right? The there. gold standard. Exactly. So that was what was most important for us. But ironically enough, it, it's rare that you could ever do any of that in most of the residential work that, that I've done because it just doesn't fit the style or the clientele that I've mostly dealt with in my career, but it is inspirational and it's fun to look at and it's fun to read. I, I guess. Well, I think what's interesting about that kind of thing, it's, it's you, 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 you focus in on smaller parts. You look at how materials were used. Yeah. You look at how details were created. You look at how proportion works on a facade. Right. You, <laughs> you look at all of these kinds of things as inspirational as well. And I think, that's one of the, the neat things as a designer to go and peruse this stuff is, oh, I want to see how people who are really freaking good at their jobs worked out an idea. So when you do have a really long, flat, rectangular building, what can you do with that? Like what yeah. what else is out there that can just start me down a path of figuring out this problem? Because a lot of people have figured it out really well. And so I think that's when this kind of, idea of flipping through this stuff really does work to our advantage well it's part of uh, i was gonna i was gonna say like part of uh, i'll say toolbox right but it's part of your mental toolbox it's like what have i seen before that i can maybe mold and shape and and do something with to solve this problem that i have right and that's inspiration not copy think that and something Cormac brought up earlier too and this is a little bit of to our detriment is that we tend to not be as aware of our surroundings when we're out now because we're dealing with kids or we've got a phone in our face or we we're in a rush or whatever and and we don't experience our surroundings as much as we used to or or, or ever did or I, you know I don't know what the right way to say that is but but we tend to put what's on our screen as the way we do that instead of getting out and experiencing architecture or making a point to go visit buildings just to visit buildings and experience them. Because buildings, most of the time, and, and there is a difference between architecture and buildings. I think a lot of people, buildings are background right, to, to our experiences. Yeah. But I think what makes it architecture is that when a building can be an experience and, and we have to make a point to go out and do that on purpose. And so we can't just draw from what we see on the screen because that is just a two dimensional image, or maybe it's 3d. If you're, if you're talking about some online tour or a point cloud capture or something like that, but where maybe you can start to experience it a little bit, but it's nothing like going there in the real in real life and, and walking through it and seeing how the light and the shadow affect you and the real things about how architecture is experienced and how it can make somebody's day better or worse just based on the design. And, and that kind of sucks, right? Like we just don't get out as much. I mean, there's so many, especially young people in, in our offices today who don't get CA experience because you're not allowed to go out on the job site. And that's an air podcasting air quotes. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we, we don't send you out. You don't get to go out. We don't do the field trips. We don't do all that stuff that we did when we were in school that I think is super important to developing our eyes and our sensibilities. So that, that's just kind of a, a lamenting of the truth of working in cubes. Right? Yeah. One of the things our firm does is at least annually or semi or maybe even quarterly, we do tours. And that's cool. You know, at least quarterly, if if we're doing them quarterly, they're typically local. So we'll get out and I mean, we're here in the Bay Area. So within an hour's drive, we can be, you know, just about anywhere in the San Francisco Bay Area. So we can see big uh, high rise buildings in San Francisco or smaller other types of buildings for residential multifamily type stuff and, and single family, all the types of work and in any commercial buildings. We just recently completed, in fact, it's opening this weekend, a an aquatic center that's just in the tent ne- town next door to, to us. So, you know, we can see and experience all of these different things. And so our, or at least from a company standpoint, we do encourage 
uh, younger staff to get out and, and go see those. In fact, we had a tour of the aquatic center, I think about two weeks ago that we were able to go to. I unfortunately missed it because I was out of town, but it, it, it's just, we, we do try and push that idea and the company does do a very nice thing. We get to venture down to Southern California once a year, typically when times are good, and tour and look at other projects. It's similar types of projects that we're doing. This year, I was able to go, and if you're following me on Instagram, you probably got flooded with tons of photos from L.A. Uh, over that weekend. But we were able to experience all of the different uh, larger multifamilies type buildings, and it was very much an educational process because we were able to talk to the people that are selling the units, what's working, what's not working, how did they set up the different aspects of the buildings to to work in a certain way. And it, it was just a, a great way to experience. And of course, everybody's walking around going, oh, how did they detail that? Or, oh, look at how that kind of went together in a crappy way that that's maybe not the way to do it. So <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Right. I think it's really cool that your firm invests in you guys in, in kind of the mind share of your studio that way. That's a, that's a really forward yeah. thinking or yes. just a uh, important thing to do. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it is an, it's, it is an important thing to do and very much educational. I think it would help more of the younger staff if they were able to go on the, the longer field trips. Uh, sometimes they don't always, take all, all the younger staff, but just for, for cost reasons, I guess. But it's, it's just important. And, and I would say this for anybody, if you're in a metropolitan area or near one, get out those weekends and, and take a tour of those buildings. Go look at uh, the model homes or the model units in multifamily, or if you're look, you know doing schools, go experience those schools, right? This is what we do, we all do when we go to like AIA conventions, right? So if you can't, if your firm doesn't do this or you can't get out, like that's a great excuse because we, when the the times that we've been to the conventions, we we end up walking around just kind of looking at stuff. I mean, remember going to the Barnes Foundation in Philly? Yeah, it was just one of those experiences where I wouldn't get to do that normally. And we, you know, I've got four kids. I'm not getting out jaunting around Los Angeles every weekend to to look at architecture. Although I, no, you're going to climb a rock. <laughs> no, that's true. I want to get out into nature instead. But I think that that's a like I said, it's an investment into your your company that that your company is making, and I think that's that's truly cool. And I'm going to go back and suggest that our studio does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's a very good thing because I mean, you were talking about Neil that you were out there and they were looking at all of these different types of buildings that you guys do that you guys specialize yeah. in, and you were looking at the good things, the bad things, you know, details that you would do, wouldn't do, and but that's helpful to you because it offers you growth in your own market and your own expertise and, and just to kind of see what other people are doing. Yeah. Having that awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, exactly having that awareness of what else is out there. And for real, because you know that the photos of those projects are, you know, 200 foot away <laughs> and they look gorgeous right. or this or that. But then when you go there in person, you get to scoff at the ugly details because you know that they happen on your projects too. So it's okay. <laughs> how, do, how do they deal with the mechanical stuff? How do the fire you know, sprinklers get worked into the canopies and all this stuff that this just normal working stuff that you don't always just get to see for real. I mean, they, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we... Because we know that when we look at buildings in magazines, they've photoshopped all of the, all the air handling units. units in the screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no more air handlers on that. Yeah, building. You, you definitely get to see all all the ugly details or things that that didn't quite work out. But yeah, so I mean, I it it it's easy to do stuff like this. I mean, you can even organize your own studio or your friends. You have to be intentional though about it. You do. You do, and and or you have to at least see that there's a value in it because some people, I'm sure, don't. Yeah, we 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 do what we do. We got to do it faster. We don't have time for that. Um, and and as it goes, we keep hearing that that in our case, it takes place over on the the Southern California trip. It takes place over on a, on a weekend. So I mean, you're you're spending your own time to do that, and it's your weekend, but it's part of the education, right? And so. It's a good thing to do. Well, they don't have to pay you salary people overtime, so that's why <laughs> that's why your younger staff isn't going. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. That's that's above my uh, my pay grade there. So, 
but still, I mean, in talking about what we have been discussing here on this episode, I think it's important that having that expanding your toolbox the best you can allows you to take what you do see on the Google or in utilizing tools like SketchUp or Revit or whatever BIM application of your choice, it, it allows you to then use those tools to design. And as Cormac mentioned earlier, as use what you're seeing as inspiration and not copy paste, right? Well, the more you can elevate your awareness, your experience, your knowledge, and the deeper you can go, I think it is going to show up in the work, which is kind of getting back to that right. doing the work aspect of it and coming up with original thoughts and original ideas. Um, there's a really great YouTube video that keeps getting taken down and somebody else puts it up, but it's it's a it's probably from the eighties. It's a it's a lecture that John Cleese gave at like a TV Arts and Sciences and if if you just search for John Cleese video on creativity, he talks about the doing that hard creative work by collaborating and then going off onto your own. And he, he talks about it in terms of um, it's kind of like Paul Graham's um, letter on the internet about maker's time, creator's time versus manager's time. Um, and he talks about doing real creative, original thought kind of work, not just accepting the first idea that comes to you, but iterating on it, um, breaking it, trying again. Um, and, and that I think is what we, we really need to fight hard to do. And if you want to really get expertise and mastery in doing, coming up with authentic work, you have to put in the time to go out and do this stuff. It's more than you have to get deeper than just scratching the surface of flipping through images on the screen um, you have to experience things for yourself. You have to interview people. What are their experiences in these types of spaces? What works for them? And why does it work? I mean, there's so many times when we judge the book by its cover, even going to these places and just looking at them, and they can affect us in a certain way, but we don't even go deep enough to ask why it affects us that way. Is it the materials? Is it the daylight? Is it What is it? What is it that makes it a great space or a, a bad space? I mean, these are all the questions that should be coming to us kind of naturally, but because we are either distracted or in a hurry or whatever the, the reasons are, we, we tend to just go through things instead of sit and stir and kind of experience them. And and so if you want to do yourself a, a service of in the positive, you've got to go intentionally do that stuff. And that's why what I mean when I say we have to be intentional about this, we've got to go and want to get better at it instead of just always feeling like there's that imposter syndrome kind of lurking over our shoulders and and, and we're going to get found out because we copied and pasted something from some other project. <laughs> yep, yep. It happens, right? It, it happens all the time. First, but the first step in, in admitting you is admitting you have the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, um, I'm thinking that is a mic drop there. Cause I don't know if I can, that was a, that was great. That was, that was the, perfect summation of exactly everything that I was thinking. Well, that's our call to action on this episode is get out and yeah. experience architecture. I know we've talked about this many times, I'm sure. I think we even have a an episode called Experience Architecture. But yeah. but that's what it's about so that you can create those experiences for your clients in your on your projects. Exactly. All right, Neil, wrap us up. All right. Well, let's take us out. Well, before we go, we'd like to thank our episode sponsor, RCAT. Check out all the features they offer over at ARCAT.com. And make sure to visit our website, ArcaSpeakPodcast.com, for links to our catalog of episodes and sign up for our newsletter, which will include links to everything we mention in the episode, including those really funny Chinese copies. copies. <laughs> those are awesome. <laughs> they are pretty awesome. Wrong, Sean. It's pretty spectacular that they actually did them. They look yeah. kind of small, though. Um, oh, yeah. But, They're like, that's why we still like putt play like, golf. Minute. <laughs> That's true. All right. So between episodes, uh, join the conversation on the Arcuspeak podcast, Facebook page, and on Twitter. Links to everything can be found at arcuspeakpodcast.com. You want to help the show? Then make sure to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.
can start now Or you can hang your head in despair The only road will take you there Some like to hug 